And he said, this authority will be given to the person just like I also received authority from my father. Now, I want you to understand the authority that Jesus received. The Bible says that because he was obedient even to the point of death, Paul was writing to the Philippians, God therefore highly exalted him and gave him a name above all names so that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every name we what? We bow. Now, why did he receive that? He received that authority because he was obedient to the point of death. Let me say this again. Every trial, because we're looking at the words of the Lord Jesus to different churches. Every trial that you come into in life, every trial is supposed to qualify you to receive authority. Did you hear what I said? Every trial in life qualifies you to receive authority. Every challenge qualifies you to receive a particular level of authority. That's a matter of fact. Now listen to this. Job was tempted. He lost a lot of things. Now do you know that everything he lost is small, infinitesimal, compared to everything that came into, not just his life, but into the earth because of Job. The fact that a whole book was written because of him, how do you put a price on that? The fact that I'm talking about Job now, a whole book, I said, was written because of him. Because the, the fact that somebody right now is preaching in Ghana is making reference to Job. And that person right now is preaching, preaching in South Africa is making reference to Job. Somebody is preaching right now, even in Egypt, making reference to Job. And that person is in the United States, different parts of the, in that country, in Russia, all right? Even in Afghanistan, in Australia. And they are preaching today. Just like I'm talking about Job, they are also talking about Job. Many books, literally thousands of books have been written on Job. How do you qualify that? How do you qualify that? I can assure you of one thing. There are many Job's that nothing was written about them because they failed their tests. In life, be careful how you run away from challenges. Be very careful. Because what God is doing is that he's qualifying you so that he can give you authority. I said before, that white stone, a name, anytime you see the word name in scriptures, it's not just identity. Because we read concerning the Lord Jesus in that Philippians chapter, chapter 2. Uh, let me start from verse 3. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. He said, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, verse 7, taking the form of a bond servant. Um, I'm jumping. It says, being found in ob- appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, verse 9, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him, what? Amen. What did the Lord bestow on him? He bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the heaven. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now what's the point we are making from here? You will see that when you see the word name, 
is referring to rank and authority in life. It's referring to the ability to speak a word and it will come to pass. It's referring to the ability to wield authority on God's behalf. So when the Bible says that he will give, when Jesus was speaking there in that, in, in, to that church, I will give the person a white stone with a name written on it. He was saying the same thing, all right, that he said to the other church, that I will give the fellow authority. And I'm emphasizing to us today that what God is actually looking for in life is those who can take authority on his behalf. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. Listen, those days when we were taught, you know, as young believers, we assumed that all those things that were talked about belonged to every believer. All the things you see sometimes, issues of authority, they are the things that God called us to. Now, please, follow me what I'm trying to say. They are the things that he called us to. After God calls, you now qualify yourself by working with him for those things to become effective in your life. I don't know whether you hear what I'm saying here. Yes, let me explain what I'm going to say here. That is, for example, those days, let me give an example now. If two of two shall agree concerning anything, you know, and then so we just thought that small boys like us will agree and decide who is the governor in the state. Now, is, are, are we being superfluous? No. That's actually Christianity. That's actually Christianity. That to get to a point that, children of God, we agree and decide who is governor in the state. Except that there are three boys in UNEC campus, they are deciding who is governor in the Nugu state. There are three boys in IMT deciding who is governor in the Nugu state. There's a church deciding. So after a while, do you, you know what, what you find? There becomes a lot of disorder in the realm of the spirit. So even though two of us in IMT thought we were in agreement, two of us in ESU were not in agreement with two of us in IMT. And the three of us in UNEC are in, not in agreement with the five of us in UNN. And our students level. We're not even talking about the daddies and the mommies. Now you find out something. Yes, even though that's what God called us to. But he doesn't hand our authority out like that. It is the same thing he said to Abraham, walk before me and be what? And be perfect. That's when you'll be able to open your mouth and decide who will be president, who will be governor. Are you getting my point? Yes. You know what God expects from those little boys in UNEC? Use that prayer for what? SUG election. Use it for SUG election first. Endure trials. Believe me, most of the times, all he will give you is the authority to speak on things like the election in your association, you know, departmental association. You know? You hear, you hear what do you call it? Medical Students Association. You know, all the students' association. Use it there. And before you can even use it there, listen to what I'm going to say here. There are things you will pass through as a student that will qualify you to be able to speak on such things in prayer. For example, you may have to fail an exam, even though you know the subject. Why? Because one day they made you class rep. And you may declare to your lecturer that the thing he's asking you to do cannot be done because it's against your faith. So like the church in Smyrna, he sent into tribulation for one semester. You are getting my point. And you want to say, no, I'm going to protest this to the dean. And the Holy Spirit says, when they slap you on the right cheek, turn the other one. So you carry one course over out of persecution. What you don't realize is that you have been qualified to receive a stone with a name written on it. So that in that department, a time will come. Deans will be afraid to disagree with you. 
It's not just because he went to church. I said, I'm the child of a king. In this department, anything that I say is what will hold water. God said, what have you passed through in this department? How have you purified yourself in this department? There are temptations that are there that you need to overcome. I don't know whether you are getting my point here. Yes, there are temptations that are there you need to overcome. And let me say this quickly. Do you know that in every aspect of life, God is looking for people that will be able to hold authority for him? Let's get this point. That's where we are going. Listen. It, look. It, oh, Jesus is my Lord. Let's understand. It, oh, these issues we are going through in life is not to say, okay, me too, I built a house. I have enough money to train my children. No. What we are going for, you get me, is authority like was given to Joseph. Whatever be the Egypt, we may have to run. Do you get my point? That is why, listen, if your eyes, all right, if your eyes are focused on that kind of thing, you know what you do. I mean, when you are taking trials, when you are enduring tribulation, you know where you are going. You realize that your voice is not just strong in the realm of the spirit just because you are a Christian. No, it's because you have shown to God that you are a trustworthy servant of his. You are one that has overcome. That's why you see Jesus kept on saying, to him that overcomes, to him that overcomes. Authority is never given to people who have not yet overcome. Yeah. Authority is not handed out because you read the Bible. It's not handed out just because you like authority. It is handed out because you overcame. So every time you don't overcome, you lose power. You lose spiritual power. And let's not forget what I've been saying before. Life has different spheres. Life has different aspects. God is building his children up to be able to take their own place. Each person take your place in your own area of life. We have complaints, all of us, about like a country like ours. Oh, power is not constant. Oh, roads are bad. Oh, this one is not good. Oh, police is not good. Hey, I mean, did this one. Oh, this one, civil service is like this. Because it will remain like that. Until I have enough people in different places. People who can open their mouths and wield authority for me. People who have received their stone. People who have a name written on that stone. People who I have given authority to rule over the nations. That's what I want to bring up from those two portions. Before I continue. Now what the Lord is saying is that, listen my guys. There are times, I, yes, I know money is hard. And tell you pray for plenty, I don't give you plenty. Not because I don't know how to bring out plenty, but I don't short-circuit what I'm doing in your own life. I know what I'm doing. I told one, one of our brethren once, I said, listen, you know what the Lord is saying to you? Oh, when he's talking. That right now, you don't need more money. You need to learn the spiritual lessons on how to manage the one you have right now. Do you know there are things you will do with money? And God said, minus one, an authority plan. Put that guy there for the next two years. And it's very, it, it can just, no, what I want to say will sound funny. It's just maybe something you bought, you're not supposed to buy. And the Lord says, eh, you think you must own this? Why do you think you must own it? Because everybody has it. Now, it's not what you bought as his problem. It's the fact that you do not yet have the resoluteness of spirit to stand against what is popular. You are praying, Lord, give me a hundred thousand naira. He says, no. You fast, you pray, you do everything. You sow seed, harvest your seed, sow it back, you know. 
at the end of everything, the money you get is 15000 I know what I'm telling you. And what the Lord is saying simply is this. I know what you want to do with the 100000 I want you to manage 15000 I am Now listen to this. I am watching your joy level, your management capabilities on that 15000 I am not bringing you 100000 It's called temptations. Now, please, I hope you are following the fact that if you thought you had troubles, you don't know what God is doing in your life, that's why you think you have troubles. If you think you had challenges, you don't know exactly what God is doing, that's why you are worried about those challenges. Many times what God is doing is definitely far away from what your eyes are on. The man praying for that money, God said, I have made up my mind, you will not get the money. I want to see whether, interesting, whether in the midst of your lack, you will be like the Macedonians. You know when the Macedonians, the Corinthians had money. The Macedonians did not have. Yet, they gave generously. Paul testified out of their poverty. You are getting my point here? And listen, it, for Paul to write about it, it was noteworthy. That is, when Paul saw the offering they gave for the church that was suffering in Jerusalem. Ah, Paul said, who gave this offering? They said the church in Macedonia. Where did they get it from? That means that there were things those men went to sell. There were things that they thought was valuable, they gave away. We said, no. People are suffering, we need to give. And listen, why didn't God give them plenty of money before they needed to start doing that? I'll tell you, it's simple. Because he's saying that what you will give at such times will not fulfill the test I'm passing you through now. Let me say something again. You know, sometimes I sound like if I'm criticizing doctrines. I'm not trying to be critical of doctrines, please. I'm trying to balance things. A church like that church in Macedonia, God will now say, all right, fine. I see these people, they know how to manage resources. Give them abundance such that the type they have never seen before in their generations. You know, somebody will now say, you see, it is good to do what? Give. When you give, abundance comes. Then they start giving and they are failing the tests. Do you know why? Because their own giving is not like that of the Macedonians. When the Macedonians gave, nobody told them it is because abundance was coming. That's why, listen, you don't just copy people's acts. You don't know the test God is passing them through. You don't know the test they passed by those acts that you are now copying. That's why, again, remember, read scriptures. Study the word of God and take them out to pray for your own life. Each time that God speaks to you, this is an area where you need to change. What he's saying is that that is what is hindering the authority I wanted to give to you. Let me say this to you again. Anytime the word of God is coming, the word of correction, he's telling you this is the hindrance concerning your white stone. You know, many people are looking for money and looking for abundance. God said, you don't get it. Why are you looking for money? You want to buy a new car. You want to carry your wife and children and travel somewhere. Is that not all? Why, what am I trying to give you? I'm giving you the ability to make people. I, I don't know what I get my point. That is, I'm not giving you money. I'm giving you the ability to be the maker of men. That time we come there, anybody that knows you, the person is made, in quote. You know, there's almost, look, listen. Now, let's just use, let's take a lesson from the fig tree. Let's talk about, use physical things as an example. All right? Those days, I was told that one favor MK Abilad used to do for people. He was a generous man. One favor he used to do for people those days is 
Ah, good afternoon, Chief. He now asks you, what are you doing now? Uh, um, I finished NYC two years ago. Um, I'm just trying to get a job. You're trying to get a job? He just takes his card, writes on the back of it. Say, go and make the MD of Shell. Tell him I sent you to the chairman of Nigerian breweries. All you need to do is be patient enough to see the man. Bashonon said, as you see you, sir. And he looks at the card. He sees Bashonon's signature at the back. He employs you before he decides what you will do. <laughs> and you know, there are men like that here today. That's what I mean when I say sometimes God is making men into makers of men. God is making men into makers of men. So sometimes, now, please, like I said, that's a lesson from what? The fig tree. We're just using physical things to explain some spiritual principles. There are people that God is trying to put in strategic places like that in life, and they think that the problem they have in life is money. God says, no, I'm quite, look, I'm taking you to a place. You know, let me give as a, as a preacher as an example. I thought about this came to my mind over the last few weeks. Listen, why you're a preacher? Walk on hand, you know, Nigeria right now, we have a lot of respect for ministers of the gospel. Good or bad, but we have a lot of respect for ministers of the gospel. We have a lot. And God knows what influence we carry. So before he releases certain degrees of power into our mouths and into our hands, he has to test us because Nigerians can corrupt you. What do I mean by that? I don't know about America. I don't live there. But in Nigeria, if you tell somebody he's till today in Nigeria, if policeman stops you and you call yourself pastor, even if you are lying, he lets you go most of the time. Unless that day you're a criminal and they have to catch you. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying is a matter of fact. Now, because of that, now, please, what I want to say, it sounds critical again, but I'm just trying to give warning. That is why it's so easy for us preachers to m- manipulate people to part with their money. Yeah, people respect us a lot. They do. They do. They will shake you with two hands. Women twice your age will, will genuflect to g- greet you. They don't do it for their husbands. They do it for you. You see people that talk, talk roughly to everybody in the office when they see pastor. Wicked boss in the office. He will bow and greet you with two hands. And there are those who actually will kneel down completely for you, like your friend will kneel down for you all the time. Listen to me. That's a very powerful influence. Now, the Lord has to train you so that that thing doesn't get into your head. Many will fail that all the time. That's why their ministries will close. Why? Because God said, if I give you the kind of power I planned, this one, the name pastor alone is what's driving you mental like this. Suddenly, you can't cross the road again. That's a man of God that can't be crossing the road. (laughs) One day, I went to the bank years ago. One guy asked me, what are you doing in the bank? Not today. What I'm telling you is nothing less than five years ago. He said, what are you doing in the bank? I was looking at him like, what kind of question is that? He said, sir, you come to the bank? So, you know, I, I didn't get the question. Yes, I have business here, so I have come. He said, you come to the bank, you don't have boys that do all these this kind of things, that you're not supposed to be coming to the bank. Well, is that what your problem is? I've finished my transaction, I don't... I don't. The guy was, he was alarmed that, uh-uh, how can a whole man of God Come to the bank. That's the amount of, you know, regard he had for the office. And sometimes he gets into our heads. We now say, I can't go to the bank. I can't cross the road. I can't. Do you get my point? He starts getting to your head. And God starts looking and said, I know your deeds, your pride, and haughtiness of heart. 
And that the humility you had at the beginning, you don't have it anymore. And you know what he's saying? That is the obstruction between you and the next level of ministry I want to lift you into. This letter to the churches, listen to me. The Lord Jesus is saying something simple. Anytime you see something at the end that I'm promising people, that's where I wanted to take all of them to. But the things I'm correcting them concerning are the reasons why they are not getting there. One of the things I said last time, I remember I was trying to build up with it. I think I've gotten there now today. One of the things I said the other time is that, you see, why do people depart from God? Why do they follow other gods? Why do they follow Jezebel? It is simple. It is because Jezebel promises what God is slow in bringing. How do Christians prosper financially? Listen to me, especially the businessman. There are a number of things. One, prayer. You learn to pray. Two, you learn sound Bible principles to operate everything you are doing by. And three, patience. Let me go by it again. You want to prosper? One, you pray. Two, you learn what? Sound Bible principles. And three, what? Patience. I don't know any other one. I went to preach once in Abba. And I finished preaching. It was in car and I went, I went that day. After the, after, after the service, we were outside the restaurant eating. They, you know, they, they fed us before we started coming back to Enugu. One of the young men that was, that was you know, serving us, you know, helping us around, one of the ushers, the protocol people in the church, and I said, he wants to talk to me. I said, what is it? He said that when I was preaching, I said there are two... That there are so, no, he said, he said, I said, I knew some keys of prosperity. I said, yes. I was talking about the keys of the kingdom and stuff like that. He said, please, sir, can you just give me two <laughs> of the keys? <laughs> you, know, it, you know, it came like Nicodemus. <laughs> sir, can I just have two of those keys? I don't know. You know, sometimes people ask you questions like that. You just, you know, of course, you pray. There are, there are many keys, all right? In fact, I taught the series Foundations and Pillars of Financial Prosperity. So which one the boy wants two? I need to give, I needed to give him how many? Two. I can't remember the first one I gave him. But remember the second one. The second one was what? Patience. And I remember his face went down a bit. He's like, oh God, that's not what I mean. I mean the one that will produce money tomorrow. <laughs> so later when I told his pastor, one of your boys needed keys of prosperity. Say which one of them I described. He said, don't mind, the boy is very stupid. <laughs> and the guy needs to cool down. I didn't even know when I said, oh boy, what do you need? What do you need? Patience. Now, I'm going somewhere. Now, Jezebel, Jezebel's principle is that he'll come and say, come and invest in Bitcoin, in Flashcoin, in Sharecoin, Zendelcoin, Zendacoin. Which other coin do they have now? Which other coin? Swiss coin, gold coin, uh, what, no, what do you call it? Uh, gold coin. Which other one? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I mentioned Bitcoin. Bullion coin. There are all kinds of coins. And last week, I don't know how many of you, Bishop, I know I sent to you. I forwarded something I read on BBC on these virtual currencies. And somebody was warning that they started again. Another bubble is building. Bitcoin crossed $5,000 a unit last week. And somebody wrote and said they've started again. Another bubble is building. You know what Jezebel will do? Jezebel will bring Bitcoin to church. As I explained to Christians, invest in Bitcoin. Amen? Amen. Gold is the thing that the Bible says endures. Our faith is compared to what? Gold. Amen? Amen. 
Gold is not like ethnic currency. Any Christian that wants to invest for tomorrow will invest in what? Gold. This gold that brings out the case. Anybody that registers under me. <laughs> now, you know, pastors are very funny. My friend in their church, when they were doing MMM. No, there was one beside MMM. Give me one name. It will be the one. Hmm? I think it was Artemis Cycler. There's one that one, one before that one. Eh? Anyway, in their church, I think one of those things, helping her, one of those things, yeah. The pastor of my friend's church was bragging. Some of you are still sitting down there. Last week I made 80,000 naira. Last month, my total income was 800,000 from the pulpit. My friend's children went to be harassing her. Mommy, you know, all the youths have joined. I gave them the money for the interest of peace. I said, I said, my sister, next time that is not peace. Don't give such money. So tell them, children, take your eyes away. These are teenagers. They're not small children. They're big, a big boy, a big girl. Yeah, you understand? Of course, by that time, the whole thing had collapsed. By that time, we just the gist. The whole thing had collapsed. And the pastor had gone away with millions of naira that church members contributed towards... Are you getting my point? Quick money. Let me say to you again, as a child of God, hate quick money. Don't ask which one is safe. Once it is quick money, say, I don't like it. So if you invest 1000 do you know, I'm telling you, within three weeks, your money will be 5000 I'm telling you, in one month, you buy a V-boot. That's what my friend and I used to say those days. Listen to me. Once they talk to you like that, say you are not interested. Now, what we used to think is that be careful that they don't run away with your money. Get in early, get out early, right? Then we learn that that's not the will of God. The will of God is don't do it at all. Now, the new revelation is that Hate quick money. Even if it is safe. Even if it will never collapse. Say, if it's quick money, I have a commandment from the Lord Jesus that I must hate it. Somebody asked a question in Oka just now. Say, what is it about, what does the Bible say against them? Lottery or gambling? I said, listen, of course, betting. I hope if you are here, I want to pray for you. Any day you download Bet Niger, Niger Bet, give me another one. Any device you download of any of those apps, too. In the name of Jesus who called me to ministry, that device will spoil within 24 hours in Jesus' name. Amen. Any day you gamble, that week you will jam something, your toe will fracture in Jesus' name. Amen. Deliver these young people. If you ever bet God's money that he gave to you through your parents or through small um, business that you did and you earned legitimate money, if he goes to betting, pools betting, lottery betting, sports betting, bet Niger, Niger bet, nine bet, whatever it is, that week police will detain you for something you did not do. Your scripture will be, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now I obey your word. What are you, what are you doing betting as a child of God? That's an accursed practice. It's a demonic practice. You invoke financial curses into your life. You will not have peace of mind. 
Do you know the truth? You see this American lottery, $500 million, $100 million. You seen it? Most of the people commit suicide. You think money is cash currency? It's a spirit. Betting. I said, what kind of rubbish is that? Pools betting, sports betting. There are cost practices. Those who get involved in them are never blessed. Eventually, they always return poor. You must never love quick gain. You must never love quick money. Your desire must be to gather by labor. Bless labor. Say, God, bless the work of my hands, not the betting of my phone or whatever it is. Your prayer must be, Lord, bless the work of my Open doors for me that I can use my skill to bless people. If anybody made quick money and it sustains the money, go and check it. He's been making slow money for a long time. I don't know what I hear what I said. You see a man today, he made one, did one business. Boom! You didn't know him before. After a short while, the guy is now worth hundreds of millions. After five years, he's not dead. He's now worth much more hundreds of, mil- of, of millions. Go and check that day he made that first hundreds of millions that's impressing you. Trace his life back. You will see that he's been making 1,000 here, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, 15,000, 100,000, 1 million, 2 million. But suddenly it went from 2 to 100. What you call overnight. Have you heard the saying before? For every overnight success, the night has been long. They call it success overnight. But this night has been very long. By the time T.D. Jakes, my very good example, became internationally renowned that time. T.D. Jakes had been preaching for a long time. One day, his children were there when creditors came to collect the furniture in their house. You know what they call furniture? Say so your children get away to outside and people were carrying your furniture. They said, Daddy, Daddy, thief. They are not thieves. We are the thieves. We could not pay them. <laughs> he had pastored. If you see some of the videos, some of those, all those old videos are on YouTube. You see him looking very old when he was young. Now he's looking young, Daddy, he's old. One day I was in my house. Asuiki, that time Asuiki was raining. We were there. We we're standing and watching TV. And then the pastor, Asuiki's pastor was speaking in the video. He said, you have to follow God and do this. You know, the way we pastors like to speak very, very strong. You know, you bless the Lord and bless the higher. And you will be like an overnight success like my son Asu. The man of God was standing with me. He didn't know when he shouted. He said, what kind of overnight success? What kind? I know Asuiki. I know Asuiki. Asuiki is not an overnight success. He was shouting there. He said, Asweki told me that the Lord said I have to build choirs in 10 churches before he blesses me. Asweki, he said, no, it's not an overnight success. When school together, the man will fail the exam because he's playing guitar. He said, what? You heard a man yesterday. You understand? It doesn't mean he was born yesterday. For instance, today, just suddenly he said, the man don't blow. Oh boy, the guy don't blow the fire for a long time before he explodes. <laughs> That's a digression. So listen to me. You must never love quick gain. If they say invest you, tomorrow you multiply your money, say I'm not interested. Sufficient unto the days, the evil thereof. Listen, you can never prove these principles wrong. They are spiritual principles. Anybody that loves money will never have enough. Anybody that loves quick gain, his heart will be broken by losses. That is a matter of fact. If they give you money, you cannot hold it. You, you will collapse under the weight. You will collapse under the weight. You will collapse under the weight. Money, money has glory in it. When I say glory now, I'm not talking about glamour. I'm talking about weight. 
the word for glory in the under the, under the Hebrew word, it, it means weight. When the Bible talks about the, that's why in New Testament Paul now talked about the weight of glory because glory is weighty. Don't think you, you know, like we're saying, okay, don't think you can't crazy. When they give you money you can't handle, you go mad. Your father will talk, you hang up on him. Say, why am I punishing that boy? He has money. If he was poor, he wouldn't have dead hang up in, on his seniors. Oh, Apostle came to what we're talking about. We're explaining. Please let me close. I'm closing in the next few minutes. I was explaining that, you see, is that quick thing that Jezebel's spirit tried to put before us? And that is the problem. What we don't realize is that what would that take our eyes away from the way by which God said Christians should progress financially? Unconscious that without realizing it, we have short-circuited, we have short-circuited the plan of God through which he would have given us the bright, that is the white shining stone. Jezebel's spirit says, don't wait. God said, if you had waited, a time would have come that the things you are struggling for, you will call them to be with your words. I don't know whether I get my point here. God said, if you had waited, if you are looking for financial breakthrough, a time will come. People will be bringing it to your homes. You will be, be the one saying, I'm not interested. A time will have come. They will say, we want to situate a new business in Enugu, a factory. What's all this amount of money? They say, who is the man of integrity, the woman of integrity we can talk to? The Lord said, that time will have come that everybody will have been mentioning your name. But Jezebel has told you it's not necessary. Invest in Bitcoin and make money quickly. And as the pastors of the church is using their church members to enter pyramid schemes so that they can rise. And God said, if you had just been patient, a time will have come. These boys will have been competing to dash you money on a monthly basis. Now you have short-circuited your, 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 your destiny. Yes, you got the money now, but your ministry will not endure. You got the money now, but both you and these men will not be blessed. All of you will keep on struggling. If you had endured, if you have, re- if you have repented of the works of Jezebel, if you have refused the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, are you getting my point? If you have just walked away from the doctrine of Balaam, it will cost you. Listen, obeying God costs people. You will be in a church where they promote people, they will not promote you. Your friends will buy cars, you will still be trekking. That's what obedience does. The Lord said, do you know what I'm doing? I'm preparing people that can receive a white stone. Who can receive authority? Like I was saying at the beginning, along the line, as my illustration. It gets to a time, in a state like this, I plant two of them inside there. And one day they get to know each other. And they say, election is coming up, who will be our next governor? This man wants to run for office, this man wants to run for office. We don't like any one of them. Let us pray that God will not let these people come in but bring us somebody better than them. And the Bible says nobody knows the name apart from the person that holds it. That is, nobody will know those people praying that prayer. PDP will just scatter one day. APC will scatter. Then an unknown person from somewhere will come up and replace the two of them and become the governor. And you will never know who made that decree. And God said, in a similar fashion, nationwide, I will raise people up that I will give them authority. When what's happening, I put my children through a little bit of trial, they disappear. Countries had, they vanish. 
Me too, I need to build a house. They, they, they get involved with Jezebel's immoralities. And this ministry person go do. I ain't go day here. Person, I bet my children too, they grow and they start preaching doctrines they did not believe in. Listen to me. People have preached doctrines. I know some of them. These are doctrines they never preached before. But they preach the truth, preach the truth. You know the problem with the truth? You know they bring money. Oh, listen, start a job, be preaching the truth. Who will give you one millionaire? If you need a millionaire, you know what you will do? You will have to go and fast and pray. And God will say, why are you asking for money? What do you want? Lord, I just want peace of mind. In Jesus' name, receive peace of mind. Go. You, after fasting for one month, you return. You say, ah. Your wife will say, honey, how was the prayer? It was good. Did the Lord answer? He answered. What did he say? He said, go home. He didn't give you money. He said, salvation done to the day is evil thereof. So he gave me 10,000 that I may I give you. But only we asked for a millionaire. He said, he gave me 10,000. Should we disobey him? Next Sunday, go and say, what do you preach next Sunday? I wanted to preach the Lord is faithful. <laughs> Thank you. Happy school fees week. You know, you have happy new month. Last week they said, happy school fees week. School fees week, Nothing. You will pray. You will not go to the school and say, I'm a man of God. So the proprietor will say, so? <laughs> Just give me one week. The Lord will come through. Now live there. Say, Lord, you know why I said one week? I first put your name there. I said, I'm a man of God. Let's disgrace ourselves. <laughs> so, one week, he said. And when the Lord wants to do us in, on Thursday, no money will come. On Friday, ha, you see, by 12 o'clock, you go to the school. Good afternoon, ma. Oh, good afternoon, sir. Oh, pastor, you are here. Yes, you know, I said Friday. Yes, I saw your message. I saw your message. Thank you very much. Ah, yeah, but you saw my message. Ah, thank God. Uh, who brought the message? So, yeah, one of your men came to that. They said you send them. Yes, ah, this is your receipt. They just give it. Ah. ah, thank you, ma. I just said I want to be sure that the money was delivered. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> This God they do like and the woman last moment. Like God, okay, thank you. <laughs> now what am I going to say? That's preaching the truth. Puts you on edge. People will dare say, "Oh, this pastor's new car, eight million naira." tell somebody, "Let me push this one small." But you know the truth. We're not doing this because we want cars. But a time will come. You wouldn't know what to do with those cars. They just be an inconvenience. Say, where did you pack that one? Say, pack it outside. There's no space in the compound. Like if you li- if you mistakenly like a car, you will get it in a month. After a while, you close your mouth. Say, I know they talk. Say, I like something again. Why? Because God has given you what a name. Jezebel did not. Jezebel couldn't grab them. But listen to me, they endured. They are the ones that Jesus will say they overcame. So I gave them authority the same way I received it from my father. Know what that means? They will lay down their lives also. I don't know what I get the point. Before Jesus got it, what happened? He was obedient even to the point of death. He was obedient until he appeared as if his business was going to close. He was obedient until he appeared like nothing will work. Then God now highly exalted him. Are you getting my point here? Please, because of time, let's just stop it here. Let's bow down our heads and give the Lord thanks. And thanks thanking God for every challenge he has passed you through. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. Start thanking the Lord for every challenge he has passed you through. 
Just know that these things are qualifying you to receive your authority. These things are qualifying you to receive your own stone. Say to the Lord, I will overcome. I will endure. I will overcome till the end. Say to the Lord, I will overcome. I will endure. I will be faithful to the end. Let me tell you the meaning of faithful to the end. It means you are ready to be faithful forever. The Lord will determine when this, that end will be. The Lord will determine when that end will be. You just be faithful forever. Say, Lord, I will be faithful forever. Say, Lord, again, I reject anything apart from the image of Christ being in front of me. Say, Lord, I hate quick gain. I hate quick gain. Say, Lord, I reject anything apart from the image of Christ. Let's give a lot of thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed.